Hello and welcome to this week's Independent Music Podcast, ten of the best new tracks each week, hosted by me, Anthony Chalmers, and me, Gareth May. Welcome to the Independent Music Podcast. As always, kicking things off, restarting your week or starting your week with some up-tempo party, party music. Yeah, it's the Sounds of Air Code, wonderful, abstract, rotor, unearthly, experimental electronics. It's uh, The track was called You Broke Down Into Four and a Half Pieces. It's released via the TT label, formerly known as Tobago Tracks. The debut EP is called Dislocated, and yeah, Aircode is a London-based producer. Yeah, I've definitely enjoyed some releases by Tobago Tracks in the past. Yeah, they have a NTS residency. Yeah, well, one of the ladies who runs the label has been my producer at NTS before, is how I've heard of her. In fact, she was yours as well, how we got onto the label. Yeah, exactly, and they have their own show now on NTS, and we have played them previously on the pod, and just really great. I always say things like, oh, it's great forward-thinking music, but... I'm not going to say that, (laughs) even if it is. It's uh, just great, abstract, interesting music. And I was just saying off mic as well, if it was like six minutes, I'd have probably played it a bit later in the show. But, you know, two minutes introducing you to some of the weird and wonderful stuff we've got this week. I want to play you a band from London that I like very much. Their name is Dry Cleaning. They played uh, supporting Snapped Ankles for me at Oslo six months ago or something. And since then, they're starting to pick up a bit of buzz. They're sort of post-punky, spoken word, experimental, really liked them, thought they were brilliant live. Picked up a bit of buzz because they played for you. Is that what you just said? No, I don't think so. I think that There's they, no causation, it's just happy coincidence. They ended up playing for me because they were starting to get a little bit of buzz, and <laughs> okay. since then it's gone better. You were hopping on that wave. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> the truth is they played for me because of Snapped Ankles asked for them. It's really exactly what happened. Right. But this song, it's about Meghan Markle, and it's called The Magic of Meghan. 
that was the sounds of dry cleaning, the magic of Megan. Yeah, they were brilliant live. I think that song is magic. I think it's a self-release. It's out now. And uh, I think it's the first release from them as well. So their debut EP album, etc. should be coming soon. They're from London. They're a four-piece. Check them out live. But their EP is called Sweet Princess. Is this a concept EP about Meghan Markle? I thought it was only this one song, actually. But um... No, it says there that there's an EP alongside it. So... I, I kind of hope so. I can't go over my disappointment that the baby didn't have an afro. What? <laughs> well, because Meghan Markle and Harry's baby could have very well been quite black with an afro, right? Yeah, ginger afro. Maybe, maybe it will. Just would have been great, but... I'm not someone who really knows much about the development of children or hair types. As a young child, I was incredibly blonde, and I'm definitely quite far it's away like from that. It's quite a lot of kids, isn't it? It starts off lighter and then gets darker. And a lot of time with children that have black parents, like the skin pigments take a little while to develop as well. There's still hope for a little baby, whatever, Harry and Meghan, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So ginger afro, so I'm going for. <laughs> so that's what I'm hoping. But yeah, that was uh, dry cleaning. Really cool. And probably, yeah, fashionable, right? Maybe, yeah. yeah. So it's sort of like on the up. Really fun music as well. This week I have loads of music that is not fun at all. Oh, unlike you, Gareth. That's a way to keep you uh, tied in so i'm going to what am i going? i'm going to play this one because it's got an interesting story to it. it's some music concrete uh, so the french uh, very avant-garde very experimental play music with odd instruments and this artist is a lady called mirelle kirou it's uh, released on a record label from Côte d'Ivoire, so the ivory coast uh, which must be a first for this podcast. Currently and playing in the African Cup of Nations, uh, quarterfinal, one all. Is that right? With, uh, with Algeria. How did Wilf Zahar do? Uh, he, he got a yellow card, that's uh, what I am. So we are in the new place that we are. We are round the corner from Selhurst Park, the uh, stadium of Crystal Palace and Wilfred Zahar for now. Uh, but anyway, uh, Mirelle Kirou, she is a late uh, music concrete artist. She uh, died in 2017, only ever recorded two tracks uh, but yet the press release here says that she is a pioneer. You only need two songs if they're, yeah, but, they're the best songs. Well, essentially, yeah. So she was Egyptian. She was uh, born in 1931 in Cairo to like a French mother and a Palestinian emigrant in Egypt. And yeah, she moved to Paris uh, to develop her piano skills, to uh, be a musician, and sort of fell into music concrete, really. Um, While her parents thought that she was going to learn beautiful classical piano, what she got was <laughs> some of the oddest music of that era. Yeah, exactly. So she uh, joined the Groupe de Recherche uh, Musicale in 1958, and they are sort of pioneers for uh, music concrete and Pierre Schaeffer's sort of music. And yeah, she essentially gave up music to become a mother and these tracks have just emerged from this record label called Nostalgia de la Boue. And this is the first one, it's called Etude One.
And that little bit in the middle, it felt like it might break out into a sort of a club tune. Yes, uh, written in the 1960s, that uh, <laughs> definitely the way that was going to go. But the music is just so good. And it's uh, it says in here as well that it was essentially the music was created with a comb and a feather. Comb and a feather? Yep, comb and a feather. And some microphones. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> no, no. just... Yeah, obviously it was recorded, but they, um, you know, it's one of the things I love about music concrete and about library music more sort of broadly is the recording technique. And I've definitely talked about it on the pod before, but just how music, like music concrete and how a lot of library music sort of radiophonic workshop, how that stuff is made is just like really fascinating to me. So the John Baker stuff of the drops of water out the side of bottle sped up and slowed down to change the pitch. And, you know, in this one, a, you know, the journey comb. is part of the result. Exactly. You know, and a comb and feather, which obviously recording that and then turn it into what we've just heard. You would never guess that in a million years unless you are involved in that sort of stuff. Sure. I'm very excited to play the new single from Sarathi Korwa. We played his first single Mumbai a couple of months ago now. I must have heard that track about 600 times this year, all because of me playing it. <laughs> I've also heard it a lot as well. I've got it on my between band playlists for gigs. I've uh, played it on the radio myself, played it on the podcast. I've heard it on other people's radio stations. The album's called More Arriving. It's coming out the end of July on the Leaf label. And this new single, Bol, is just out today, the day that we're recording this. And it's absolutely magnificent. And although there is an edited version for radio, you ain't getting no edited full version fat. here. You're getting the full fat nine minute. This is Sarathi Korwa and Bol. Running from thoughts Rattling from the constant battling Broken pieces, floating tokens Token gestures Token jester Open sesame, Alibaba Forty thieves, forty grievances Nothing to pledge allegiance with We're Trapped in a box, ballerina chopped off Place a Bangra man. Dance, monkey, dance to the music of the snake charmer. I am karma. I am karma sutra. 
That's home. Looking for a shape that's home. Looking for a place that's home. Made out you die Japani. Home is where your heart is. Yeah, but loom in Glastani. Now home is where your heart lifts. Salpilal to Pirusi. Now home is where your ass fits. Filby Dilha. 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 Filby
咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋咋we go that's the sounds of sarathy korwa ball is the song and it's featuring zia ahmed and aditya prakash it's the second single from his album more arriving and i can have more of that you can have more of that arriving i know there's a radio edit for that it's basically just all of that last five minutes of the instrumental bit they're significantly worse 
Yeah, we are. The last five minutes is amazing. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, just sort of just making it a bit more concise, just sort of the vocal bit without the big expansive second yeah, half. Yeah, you need the full fat, mate. Words to live by. You can't mutilate a song like that. And more arriving, the name of the album is out what, later this month. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, on the Leaf label. Such a great label. They uh, always kind of shock me, really. They have really released some outstanding stuff in the last few years. You know, we've got. Currently, artists that I'm working with, like Snapped Ankles, Sarathy Korwa, and, um, oh God, the uh, Lawrence, the Australian percussionist. I've gone blank, but who I think of is Lawrence Fishburne. It's definitely not him I'm thinking of. My brain is clutching at Lawrence Straws. And, of, and also, The Comet is coming recently. Upcoming album with Julia Kent, who's playing for me in November. Yeah, brilliant label. And all very, very different as well. I'm going to play something. So I have got some abrasive music coming up for you, but oh, should I just dive straight into that or should I play something a bit Whatever lighter? your heart wishes, Gareth. No, I'm going to play this. It's uh, from Japan. It's like lo-fi, beautiful folk music. Reminds me a lot of, uh, did you ever listen to Mahershala Hashbaz? Absolutely. You remember, didn't I buy a record of those on your recommendation when we first met? Yeah, I think so. When I, I first met Gareth, it got him really well. I thought his taste of music was brilliant. And I was like, name me three records and I'm just going to go and buy them on Norman. And that was one of them. Uh, Blues Du Jour by Mahershala Hashbaz. Uh, one of the last things I heard on a John Peel show before he died. And absolutely awesome music. Very, very much like this. Not just because uh, that group is also from Japan. Uh, this is from an artist called Yamai Mo. It means also... He's got a debut album, self-titled, coming out uh, around about now on White Paddy Mountain, an uh, excellent uh, Japanese label of uh, Chihi Hatakeyama. I think we've played some stuff from them before. I don't recognise their label. I, think, I wasn't sure if we played them before. Yeah, you I can think... use the wonderful resource on independentmusicpodcast.net where you can see the list of all the artists and labels we've covered. Exactly. But um, yeah, Yamai Mo, lo-fi folk <laughs> rock band. Uh, the artist is called uh, Tayuki Sakyo. I'm going to just play you uh, this track from it. It's called Mori no Fushigi. It's Mystery of Mori. Thank you. 
the amazing sounds of Yamai Mo and the track called Mori no Fushigi it uh, means mystery of Mori is taken from the self-titled Is Mori a name? It could be I mean anything could be a name I don't mean to like downplay it when I say sort of simplistic it's sort of guitar picking and like uh, sort of electronic sounds underneath it and the sort of delicate vocals over the top really remind me of the Mahoshal Hashbaz project Saying while the song was on that also reminds me a bit of uh, London based Japanese artist Grim Grim Definitely mm. making music in that sort of space. Yeah, it's uh, wonderful. And I don't understand any of the lyrics. It does say in the press release here that they are cynical, sometimes straight and carefully crafted stories, uh, which you can um, just imagine by listening to it, can't you, really? Um, but yeah, out right now on White Paddy Mountain, who we haven't played on the podcast before, uh, but I'm glad that for some reason I follow them on Bandcamp and stumbled upon it there. Nice, going to play a new single from an artist we have played with the podcast before. It is Anna Meredith, the brilliant composer, musician, and songwriter. Since her first record that came to our ears, Nautilus, she's been a meteoric rise to success, doing orchestral collaborations in experimental and classical world, all across the world. Yeah, she did that amazing uh, Vivaldi record last year didn't she i mean it, they talk about this one being her second lp but she did the uh yeah anno it was the scottish ensemble doing the four seasons by vivaldi and then her doing uh sort of pieces inspired by the four seasons and the record intertwines the two together it's great yeah she has definitely been busy doing loads of stuff she's always released on moshi moshi and this album is no different the first single from it is called paramore and it's got a pretty funny video if you uh get a chance to look at that on YouTube.
They go five minutes of brilliant, preposterous prog from Anna Meredith and band there. Paramore is the name of the song. Anything with a tuber in gets me going, you know that. <laughs> exactly, as a man who uh, cut his teeth in a band. Yeah, a school orchestra. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's I mean. what I'm looking for, orchestra. When we watched Gazelle Twin over the weekend play with the BBC Concert Orchestra, and she was absolutely unbelievable. I got to think, I don't think I've ever actually seen an orchestra before. I've definitely seen an orchestra. I'm just not sure I've ever seen like a whole orchestra on stage like that before. And if I have, maybe it was 20 years ago. In a concert. Yeah, I've seen them like in a theatre or a ballet maybe, like as a sideline, but not as the main thing. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to go to the proms with my friend Grace. That's a good choice. Just don't go to the Brexity ones. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not going to go to anything that involves uh, people singing Rule Britannia, that's for sure. Yeah, no. Blah. I uh, promised I was going to play some abrasive music, and here it is. It's uh, by the wonderfully titled Sexy Crocodile for Dinner, uh, who is an Italian producer who's been making music since 2016, uh, and a lot of it. There's, you know, if you go to sexycrocodileforddinner.bandcamp.com, there is absolutely tons of it. I give Sexy Crocodile for Dinner a 2 out of 10 on the name sticks. Yeah, I think without the sexy, it would be better. Yeah, I agree. But anyway. Maybe a 3 no, I reckon a solid four. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, this is uh, split with a Uruguayan band um, called Monochromatica. And the whole record is essentially, I, I've written down here, intense power electronics. And it's uh, the Monochromatica stuff is really good and a bit less abrasive than this. Um, but hey, we're here for the hard stuff, right? Sexy Crocodile for Dinner, Interferenza Distrutiva. Sounds like this.
There you have it. Sounds of sexy crocodile for dinner. And I say it was pretty so I say to Ant off mic that sometimes I say things on the podcast where teeing up a record where it's like, oh, this is really dancey or this is really abrasive or whatever. And then I play it and it's nowhere near as much as I recollected. Or a classic when you're like, oh, this one's really poppy and then it sounds like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, really poppy. Well, in my eyes, uh, my ears, it kind of is. Uh, Sexy Crocodile for Dinner, Interferenza Distrativa is uh, the name of the track. It's uh, taken from the split on Sputno Records, a Italian, I think, Milan-based record label. Uh, you could just download it for free from Sputno Record, uh, Sputo Records, sorry, .bandcamp.com. And yeah, if you want to do that, then I'd check out the Monochromatica tracks as well. I wrote here, uh, they're way more pleasant comparatively. <laughs> and yes, they are from Montevideo in Uruguay. And we have played a few other sort of uh, experimental industrial electronic music from Montevideo and Uruguay, which makes me wonder what is going on. Yeah, there's there. a little bit of a scene going on down there, maybe. We hope that there were some people listening to the pod while doing boxing training. Get that punch rate up. Maybe a couple of years ago, maybe a little bit less, uh, Colin Stetson released his soundtrack to the film Hereditary. Brilliant soundtrack, brilliant film. And then when the next film from the same director, whose name escapes me now, is due to be coming out just now, it's called Midsummer. And I was extremely happy to see that he got Bobby Kulik, as in The Haxed Cloak, to do the soundtrack for it. He's someone who used to be based in London before he found fame and fortune in L.A., doing, being, producing, mastering and mixing. But to me, I always remember the absolutely brilliant music that he made. And he doesn't really play live anymore or release that much music. So I was delighted to see that he was on board for making the soundtrack for this film. I haven't seen it yet, but I've listened to the soundtrack and it's pretty intense. So this is just one track from it, which is called Gast.
the utterly magnificent sounds of Bobby Critic. Track's called Gassed. It's from the soundtrack to Midsummer. And the whole album is up on Spotify, YouTube, anything like that. And we'll probably get a record release too. And I will try to take myself to for a rare trip to the cinema to watch that because I did like Hereditary a lot. Yeah, well, it's one of those things that I've only heard the name. I just assumed it was like latest Netflix documentary or something like that. No, it is no. a cinema film. Oh, yeah. Go, go check out. And I need to uh, get in touch with that director. You know, we clearly like the same music. Can you remind me about uh, Hacks and Cloak, what his relationship was with that record again? Uh, I know well, you that, mentioned it. Well, the Hacks and, of the, this record, well, yeah. the Hacks and Cloak is the, the composer and uh, he, he did the whole score for the film. Ah, right. I thought he had a different name for some reason. Um, but no, I just remember Hacks and Cloak. Uh, yeah, Bo- from... Bobby Quillick, for lack of uh, knowing how to, exactly how to pronounce his surname, is his actual name and the Hacks and Cloak was his artist name that he went under. Sounds like one of those people who would have like been a sort of super producer in the 70s. Like we would put together disco as essentially, I think he would put together Boney M. And like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what uh, Bobby Krillick sounds Bobby like. Bobby never struck me as a Boney M kind of guy. Well, no, because then if you knew, knew the Hacks and Cloaks music, it was sort of quite industrial, like abstract electronic music. You never music. know. We love the Hacks and Cloak and we love Boney M. Yeah, I know, right? So there's certainly not beyond the realms of possibility. <laughs> who doesn't like Boney M? You rarely find someone who doesn't like Boney M. People who think Boney M begins and ends with... Uh, Brown Girl in the Ring? No, Rivers of Babylon. <laughs> <laughs> Brown Girl in the Ring is... Rasputin? I love Rasputin, as does everyone. As does everyone. But <laughs> I am going to play something that does not sound like Boney M whatsoever. Uh, this is the sounds of My, My, My. Brilliant Italian producer again, actually. It's two pretty abstract uh, Italian producers I played in a row. Uh, he has a new album called Nel Sud. Have we not played a track from this one? No. Wow, well, I guess I played him on Resonance and NTS quite a bit and just presumed I played a bit of Tony on here. No, I don't think so. This record is released on La Tempsta International out of Italy and it's called Nel Sud. This track is called Magia Luciana.
That's the sounds of My My My, the track called Magia Luciana. It's uh, taken from the album called Nel Sud, out right this second on La Tempsta International, which wasn't a label I was aware of, but sort of glancing briefly at their Facebook, it seems like it is some sort of festival or live promotion thing in Italy somewhere. Okay. Um, but yes, I was hoping you were going to step in there. and No, unfortunately with... not. I, do know, I have booked my memory a couple of times. And I do know Tony a bit, but I'm not 100% about what the record label is. Yeah, it's uh, Tony Catrone is uh, uh, the name of the artist. It says here as well that it's a record inspired by Mediterranean history and Italian ethnographic films. I think you can sort of get that. Quite a lot of that album is a fair bit nastier and heavier than that as well. I would say that is sort of one of the more relaxed numbers. Well, we've got a ease you out of this week's independent music podcast obviously and thank you very much for listening that is close to what we've got time for thank you very much for to nick mccorriston for his edit work and getting the new studio sounding delightful i want to say thank you very much to a guy called al who gave us a super lovely review on itunes i was showing my mum how to work podcast stuff on her phone and I don't normally go on the iTunes scene. I was like, oh, let me quickly see if we've got any new reviews. And there it was, an absolutely delightful review that has definitely made mine and Gareth's evening. So if you too want to make mine and Gareth's evening and just generally help the promotion of the podcast, it's really easy. Just get on whatever your podcast provider is and give us a review. And it, you know, if we get a bunch of them at the same time, a bunch of expeditioners, sometimes we get in the charts and uh, that helps give a big stream of new listeners. And not to moan at all, but... Me and Auntie are like insanely busy at the moment. So promoting the podcast is really quite tough sometimes. So just telling your friends, telling someone who says the things like, oh, I just don't know where to find good music anymore. If you just go, it's the independent music podcast, mate, just get on it. That would help a lot. And yeah, as Auntie says, uh, iTunes, five stars. Yes, please. And we definitely got loads more listeners when Gareth didn't have a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is that the promotion does work. And now I have an insanely hectic job and <laughs> we have kept said listeners and still adding more. So thank you very much to all new listeners coming in, but just even more would be lovely. Exactly. And thank you very much to each of our wonderful patrons who support us financially on the Patreon. And if you want to join that, that's Patreon forward slash independent music podcast. What are you going to finish it I'm going to close the podcast with one that actually came in through the podcast Facebook on a submission. It isn't an act that was totally new to me, but it's an act called Sea Buckthorn. It is the work of a guy, Andy Cartwright. He's got a new album which is coming out shortly called Crossing. But I believe it's out now. And I'm going to play you the second track from it, and it's called Premonition. See you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>